Lunch break. break. What's up, guys? It's also weird to like hear the delay, the lag of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're back with another remote lunch break. Um, we are all in our safe spaces. We are joined today by our plus one from Patreon, Victoria Deuce. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. And she requested Hawaiian food today. So everybody show your Hawaiian food. Is that expired Red Bull or is good? Oh Red my Bull? gosh, it might be expired, huh? No, it's not expired. No, okay. those, no I, I got, those last forever. I got till July. I got. I actually got Hawaii. Spam and eggs again. Spam and eggs with some green beans. They do a lot wow. of surfing in Hawaii, so you know they probably Red Bull probably sponsors a surfing competition. We also got another special guest here today with us, and that's uh, Eric. Hey Eric. guys, thanks for having me here. Yeah, the Eric the is Bopo um, Mofo. Bopo Mofo, co-founder, co-owner, and also obviously like a big part of the Wong Fu family as well. And um, a reason why we wanted to bring him onto this particular episode is because of the topic that we're discussing today. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit about money and like financial advice and like what money means uh, means to us and you know how to navigate that world. It's like one of the things that we call adulting. Yeah, and people don't really talk about it often. Just a quick disclaimer, like I haven't worked in the financial industry for like what, the last 10 years? <laughs> so, it, has not been, it has not been 10 years. Has it been 10 years? Dates. No, 2000. Uh, 2000. So we, we first met Eric under the context of finance and um, you know, he worked at a very large bank and he was very, very helpful in helping us uh, get our like, you know, bank accounts and finances straight and giving us advice. And even to this day, he has that knowledge uh, that he still brings into just, just like, you know, friendly advice and also at both Mofo, obviously, too. So um, we thought that Eric would probably be the most knowledgeable of our friends to talk about this. But I yeah, was we... always a big advocate of the bank that I worked worked at. But um, yeah, so I met Wang Fu or I met Phil and Wes and Ted, God, like decades ago. And we, we, we talked about how I can open a checking account for them because that was that was that was our sales. That's that's honestly what we we were doing as bankers at that time. Um, so where was the money before in a mattress, Phil? Um, before, well, you know what? The funny thing is that it was pretty early on. Like, like uh, Weston and myself, like we all like moved to LA after college, like in 2006, and then we met Eric basically end of 2007. So it was only maybe. A year and a half where yeah the three of us um it was all just pers our personal accounts and then eric was like oh you guys can organize a little bit better wait did did online banking exist yet Sorry. yes wait yes. did it yeah. yeah no it did it did it wasn't it probably yeah, wasn't as advanced but mm -hmm. well let, let's take a step back let's let's go back to each of our individual kind of experiences with with um learning with about money, money. yeah mm -hmm. And I, I have a question for you guys, because like, I feel like the first exposure people have to money is when you start earning it, right? Or, mm -hmm. or, you, or you first get that feeling, right? So yeah. when, when was that first time that you felt the value or, or felt the importance of money? Well, I mean, this is before like working, but like when you get allowances. And yeah. um, I guess when you're young, obviously you don't have a bank account, but you like accumulate, uh, you know, those like red envelopes. Yeah. And you pocket those money. 
And yeah, I think a lot of it was like you're given some money and then, oh, you have a little bit of spending power and, and then you can, oh, go, you know, go to the movies or get, uh, you know, get a cup of coffee. And I think that that was kind of... as a child? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, Chris. I mean, what else could I spend it on? Not, not a house? No, wait, like when, a wait when was the first time you had coffee? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? I, I had coffee around like, like 13, 14. Okay, wow. so okay. I think for me it started um, when you wanted toys, mm. you know, and you learn mm. your, your your parents told you, hey, you can't have that, it's too expensive, and then you realize, oh, what's expensive? Oh, you have to have money, and so like I would start trying to do little chores around the house or little assignments to earn it, and then obviously the red envelopes that that made you feel like, oh shoot, I got a quarter, I got a dollar, exactly, mm. yeah. Did you guys ever get like money for your for like from the tooth fairy? No, no. I don't. My parents wow. probably didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a quarter. I I actually interacted with money very very early on, like probably as a toddler. Like, what? Because my grandparents uh, have a, a store in San Diego, and wow. anytime we would get like babysat, we would be at that store. So I remember mm. from a very early age, you know, I would like you were sort- slanging DVDs. You were you were you were slanging. Gum. I would sort like coins, you know, like that would be like a task I would give in to sort coins, oh. or like like I, I learned how to use a register very early. Um, wow, this is child labor. Yeah, child labor. <laughs> You're totally exposing yeah, yeah. your grandparents. Baby right labor. So like, I I actually learned how to program like a cash register as like a child. Like I knew how to <laughs> in the the tax and the change and all that. It was now that I look back, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. On. I think my first time my interaction with money was actually stealing money from my parents. Oh no. <laughs> I think it was like in middle school where I was like, man, I I needed more you know, snacks and more soda from the vending machine. Because you're growing. I thought, and I just like, you know, took a few extra dollar bills from my dad's briefcase or something. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Did, did, did they ever catch you? They caught me. Yeah, for sure. Were you, but and, and you were punished? Like, yeah, I probably got like hit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you need, you need, he needed that Fruitopia money. He needed more Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> you had a job through high school, right? Junior, summer, and senior year, I worked mm. at a Target. And that's no, when I, I first started earning. I didn't have a job in high school. No. Wow. Not until okay. college. <laughs> yeah. Well, Benson, Benson, we already know, was, was already working the register. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freelance design stuff in high school. Not, it wasn't like, it wasn't steady or anything. It was just here and there. Oh, that's but... even better. So at what point do you remember the first time you went to go make a savings account or a bank account? Because... Like, I, I have a very vivid memory of, like, the first time my, my parents took me in. It was, like, the summer going into college. And, you know, a lot of these, like, relationship managers are always going to be, like, you know, you need to start a savings account. You know, we have good products to, for, you know, for college students. Open a credit card. I remember, I mean, as a child, I used to go a lot with my mom where she would make those deposits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the most boring area. I hated it's going like to the go- bank. Yeah. It's just That's like where you got your line. coffee, right? Because there was free coffee at the bank. <laughs> free coffee, and then they had the lollipops. Yeah. Um, I just played but, with a pen um, that was attached to the chain. I just remember just playing with, oh, the, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the chain. That's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the ball, the ball the chain. The little beads. Like, yeah. Twist it and yeah. Like... Um, but yeah, that was probably the earliest I remember, like, opening up like a, an account where I kind of had to sign off on. So you're in college? Yeah, the summer going into college. Okay. Same here. Yeah. I just remember like the, the summer right before college, dad took me to, my dad took me to the bank. I think my first bank account was at Washington Mutual. Was it? Same. Was, that wow. yours? was that yours that too? Was my, yeah. That was my first bank. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there was like special marketing towards Asians or something at the time. <laughs> 
I had my first bank account, I think, around nine years old. Oh my gosh. Oh, what, what? No way. What are you, uh, really? like an early boomer? Okay, so, <laughs> when I was nine years old, I was uh, cast as a background in this, like, uh, made-for-TV <laughs> Really? Wow. What? Yeah. They were shooting so, in San Diego, and they needed, like, Asian kids to play, like, Chinese refugees so in, you like, opened a shipping, a, uh, shipping container. Did you open a Coogan account? Uh, I don't know. I was nine. But, like, they needed okay. they needed us to have bank accounts so they could pay us because we were paid. Mm -hmm. We were paid, like, 50 mm -hmm. bucks a day. It was a three-day uh, thing for, like, yeah. it was, like, me, my brother, <laughs> and then, like, my dad took us to set, and then, like, they just, like, looped him in, too, for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh wow. Your dad pocketed all that money for sure. Probably. <laughs> probably. Child but actors. like, but yeah, they um they paid us fifty bucks a day, I think. Nice. And it was supposed to be like when you turn eighteen, like you have access to it. But like, I don't remember ever getting <laughs> no. access to it. Hey guys, this episode of Lunch Break is brought to you by Care of. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to keep up with your health goals with a customized vitamin plan. They offer hassle-free vitamin and supplement daily packs delivered right to your door. And each Care of product is backed by research and science. We try our best on lunch break to eat healthy, but um, if you're a longtime viewer, you know that that's not always true. Uh, but to get started, you could take a short online quiz to help them tailor a plan to meet your lifestyle and health goals. So I took the quiz and it was uh, real fun and super easy. It asked me what level of curiosity I had and even walked me through some simple questions to gauge the areas of interest that I have. And from there, they sent me a batch of supplements like calcium, iron, and magnesium, all to help me achieve my goals. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and use the code lunch50 at checkout. Again, for 50% off your first order, go to takecareof.com and use the code lunch50 at checkout. And we'll get back to the episode. Yeah, that you know what I remember those days when I was at the bank and we had to open these Coogan accounts. It's like these, it's for these mm. childhood actors that, like you exactly ah. just said, that you mm. put it in so that your parents can't embezzle money from you because <laughs> it belongs to you. Yeah. So that's mm. why it's a. Uh, it's actually it's called. It, they actually entrust. They uh they put it into a um law. It's called the Coogan Law Trust Account. Oh, because that's that's a child actor. That that name. That's his name, a, right? Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, you know, we all have bank accounts. Uh, Benson's a little earlier than all of us, but Eric, I, I'm curious about why did you decide to go into banking? And you know, you 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 actually went to the bank, and you're like, "Wow, this is exciting! I'm gonna I'm gonna do this someday." While while the rest of us are hella bored. What, yeah. Like, where, how'd you I go mean, down you want to you want to know the truth, right? All right. Well, I mean, yeah, it was a high, uh, it was a college job, and I think what attracted me to it was that. Bank of America had this uh, program called the tuition reimbursement program. So mm. if you worked at the oh. bank, they they reimbursed your tuition for college. So Whoa. What? and it was it was up to four thousand dollars a quarter. So if you wow. took like, all four quarters of the of the of the school year, it was sixteen thousand dollars, right? Wait, on top of on top of an hourly wage? Yeah, yeah. So what? like all your books, what? all your books, your tuition, you just filled out a form at the end Dang. of your quarter and then they, you submit it and then they pay for all of that. And that's why I, I did it. I, I 
actually. Was it when the banks were uh, making a lot of money doing a lot of subprime loans? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, this probably, is, right? Probably. Yeah. That's, they're like, dude, we have too they much so money. There's so much like, cash. <laughs> There's so much like, cash lying around. Give it to some kids. $4,000 a quarter is they nothing still, I'm sure they still have it, um, but it's probably just screen, screened a lot mm, more. That's so... Okay, so... Because I, I, I remember cool. in college, yeah, like the, the friends that I had that worked at banks, like it was... I always like looked at them like, oh, wow, you guys are legit or you guys are very uh focused on your future it felt like a very it felt like a very adult job to already mm, they be wore like adult bank. clothes too. yeah yeah, yeah. whereas <laughs> i'm whereas i'm working at a tapioca express like making boba they're wearing like suits and ties <laughs> i actually first learned about that in a uh, an economics course at, at uc irvine so i think some speaker from bank of america came in and spoke about it and i was like cool i'll apply and so i got it and i just started I, I kind of just accidentally fell, fell into it. Um, so I started working there my m the beginning of my third year and then um, did pretty well. And then by the time I graduated, they offered me a pretty good full-time position. So so that's when I chose. Wait, right after graduating, you had a full-time like offer? I was practically working full-time my last year of college too. Because um, I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of done with college. I wanted to just kind of go into the workforce as, as quickly as possible. That's when I thought, man, finance is fun. It's it's great. And, <laughs> finance is and, fun. And it's funny, you, it, Chris, it's funny you bring up um, back when they were doing subprime loans and stuff. Because, yeah, during that time, dude, I, I always say this to people. is like it, it felt like a buffet. Like I didn't have to go out and search for money. Like the, the money was coming in the doors and... I'm sure other people who work in the financial industry during that time, they feel the same way because everybody was just um, very aggressive with like with their investments. And they all right, this is this is up. getting very yeah. advanced. You guys are talking about subprime loans like, like we're getting into um, the big short type, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, part of this conversation. But let's 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 Thumbs dumb up. it down for a little bit. Like, yeah, I know subs. I know primes. But once you put them together, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could kind of talk into like what kind of money means like what what is the significance of money or like i mean i think for especially a lot of asian families money is uh a huge part of uh you know like our our values or, or things that like you know that drive us for better and worse um it's like a metric yeah yeah right and but i think it ultimately comes down to just like you know a lot of our parents are immigrants and so to them, fi finances and, and money was freedom and, and, and power and access, right? Because they, mm -hmm. couldn't, they couldn't do, there was a language barrier, there was a culture barrier, but hey, everyone speaks green, right? So uh, as long as they could pay the money and uh, they, they, could, they could live a normal life, right? So I think that's why they emphasize it so much to us as kids. Um, and looking back, like we were definitely like a upper middle class like family, but like, I grew up thinking that we were really poor. <laughs> like I grew up thinking that, oh my gosh! Like there was a there was a time when my mom I remember hearing my mom say, "I don't know if we can afford bread this week," and I was like, "Wait, what? Like, is it that bad?" You know. So that's kind of like what was instilled in me. I think what, what's okay. uh, what's also interesting too is like I think especially in Asian cultures, um, the competition just between families is very like a very highlighted thing. You know, like who's got the nicest house, who's got the nicest car who's got the smartest kid, right? And I and I definitely, like, grew up around that. But I think, um, and I think, you know, my parents kind of fell into that a little bit in, like, in my early childhood. But I think um, now as we've all kind of grown into adults, it's like, 
it, it's good to know that that has kind of passed and we're not so focused on like trying to compete with other families or things like that because i think that's like it can be really unhealthy i wonder if that came from the fact that a lot of our parents like maybe they all feel like they they all came with some kind of like unequal like level like okay we're all immigrants we're all thrown into this new new environment so now the only way to judge how people are doing like you're, you're wondering oh what, what are they doing that i'm not doing you know like how how are they able to have such a good house oh shoot like we need to figure out it, it, it is competitive what's because working, what's not working yeah. exactly like it's kind of like even like eric like you know in an influencer world you're, you look at like another influencer on instagram you're like wait you know why why are they able to afford all these things what am i doing wrong you know with like our with our you know channel it's kind of like that maybe yeah yeah um i think for me my parents always took um they i think with money they they've always wanted to spread it as much as they like they're very generous like my dad i i think i, I get a lot of that from my my dad his generosity just kind of uh like it doesn't matter how much they had or how much they made they've always just felt that um if if it, if they're happy in life and maybe if their friends are happy uh that they, it would make them happy and i think thinking about it i kind of personify with that because i'm money doesn't really represent sort of status for us it's just more about like personal happiness if that makes sense i was gonna say like um in terms of generosity yeah like i, I think i think asians get a, a bad like stereotype that we're cheap you know and that we don't like to spend or we don't like to spend it on others but I mean, you know, there's also the stereotype that like, you know, we fight for the bill and maybe that's obviously rooted in like status. But I think I think the, the, the quote unquote cheapness comes from also like their 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 condition. They're coming from a culture or, or, or a world where you could lose everything at any time. Right. And so they want to say because you just it's very it's very scary. Like that's it's like a set. It's a security blanket. Right. I think our parents in, instill in us that it's really important to save. Right. And that's why they have that sort of cheap mentality, cheapness and mentality or scarcity mentality, uh, just because they, they probably don't know how hard it is for us to build a savings account in the future. Um, the time that they were, they, they've been here, uh, when they immigrated here, it, it, it was probably really, really tough to build a savings account. Um, yeah. and you want to save up to, you know, they want to, they, most, most Asian parents probably want you to save and buy a house or buy a car. Um, that, that probably was, the, the next steps were I still remember the first time I felt like generosity from someone um, it was in college and there was like an upperclassman and we went out to get boba or something and then he and he paid for me and I was like that like blew my mind I, I had never experienced that before um, and he I remember he was he was Korean and I and I and I wonder if that's also like maybe a bigger part of like Korean culture too where like the older people are supposed to you know take care of the younger kids or whatever but I just remember after that moment that like totally like flipped the switch. I'm like, oh, like I, I can do and I want to give that feeling to other people too. Um, so do you, like, do you remember the first time you treated someone? That I don't remember, but I do. I do remember like starting from that point, being more open to, and always and feeling like you know it'll come back and like it's like this, it's you know not not to like you know nickel and dime people, but like you know if you keep good people around you, then it'll always kind of come back in some way. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? Have you returned the favor? Yeah, no, he's, uh, uh, he, Eric, he actually came by like the pop-up at Stein's like the first time and he's a, oh, he's like cool. a dentist now. He has a, has a family and I've told him this many times before. Yeah. That's a good story. 
it's like one of those thailand commercials where like <laughs> he paid for you like when you were young and now you yeah you paid him he, he bought, he bought you boba and now you own a boba um but i feel like a lot of things happen in college that uh, affected or that you know like are a turning point for for finances too like um do you remember like in college like on like the first week, there's all the banks would be on like you know the, the quad and saying, hey, sign up for a checking account, sign up for a credit card. Um, did you guys all is, is that what you guys all did too? Nope. <laughs> no. Because I already had I had I already had an account, and if, if you don't have much, if you don't have a lot of like cash on hand, then there isn't really a point in spreading your assets across like multiple banks. If you only have like two or three thousand dollars, it's no, like but- one thousand here, one thousand here, one thousand here. It's kind of a Silly. I think it's a silly incentive. I learned this the hard way, though, is that like starting a credit card in college is actually like the easiest time, and that's when you should. Because I so I didn't mm-hmm. open a credit card in college, even though my mom told me I should, and I just was lazy. I didn't want to go through the paperwork or whatever. And then as soon as I got out of college, it was so hard to get a credit card. Yeah, that's actually where that's actually where Eric helped me. Is that? Oh, really? I was. Yeah, this is where this is where the <laughs> story like converges. Like, I couldn't get a credit card, and Eric had to help me get this like secure card to start building credit. And and it, and and he was like so yeah. adamant. I'm like, why did yeah. you start one in college? Like, they just give away credit cards. Yeah, you also have to be really careful during that time too, because I definitely made like some of the biggest like financial mistakes uh, during that early time in college, because it was mm-hmm. so easy to get a card, and I didn't understand like interest rates and, and all that yet, and I just mm-hmm. like just. Um, you know, people are telling me, get a card, build your credit. And I'm like, okay. And then like, you know, you're putting everything on the card and all of a sudden, you know, it just adds up and like you end up it, overspending. just like in a, in a blink of an eye. You, you were charging like, more than you were paying each month. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, you know, starting college, I didn't have a job. I think I, I felt a lot of guilt because like I was the only one of my brothers mm. to like to move out. So I didn't like ask for help or assistance or anything. So I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't need money. I don't need money. But then, you know, a couple years later and then, I, you know, I'm in a bunch of credit card debt not knowing how to get out. And, um, you know, that was, that was definitely a time where I was like, if I just like did the research at the, at the time, I could have mm. like avoided so much like headache and, and stress later on. Uh, just to kind of echo in Benson, like I, I also kind of learned a hard way very, very fast. Like just, yeah. Cause when, just to preface, like when you're a college student and you get a credit card, you're like, and you're just kind of entering a ecosystem of just like peers having things and you don't you see that you you don't you don't have it or uh you or you just want things as well just you know, for your personal sake that you just start charging up your credit card and uh at that time you have no knowledge of whether or not that affects your credit 10 years later or i think what what, what i saw after college a lot of was yeah a lot of students um charging up credit cards or applying for credit cards and they're like man i could i could get by just by paying that 15 don't do it don't do monthly it. minimum payment <laughs> and and be, be okay yeah. don't, don't, they, they, don't they, do they make minimum. it really they make it really easy for people to fall into traps because like you'll yeah. reach your limit and then they'll mm. give you a little bit more and they'll give you a little yeah bit so more. maybe we can actually like mm. transition into like some tips right now yeah credit card is a i mean it's it's something that you know kind of get really deep in um, at different times in their lives for different reasons. I think largely is knowing that, you know, for credit cards, you, you obviously want to try and make your monthly payments. You should keep your, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but get your, you know, keep your uh, credit ratio down. I guess people should know that credit card isn't like free money. 
You know, it is you're you're essentially taking a loan and you're promising that you're going to pay back the at the end of every month. Yeah, um, a very high interest. So it's just loan. being very careful. And increases. maybe this is coming from a a privileged place that I I can recognize, but like I was just I never saw credit as something that you could not pay off every month. I almost treated my credit card as a debit card, where it's like I I would only spend on on that card at least like whatever I could mm. pay at the end. Um, just a quick question for you guys: How did you guys think? Uh, I kind of going off of the the whole credit the credit the building the credit question um or did you guys know what a credit score I had, was i had no idea I, I mean i was kind of introduced more of it like when i was leasing my first car and and it was like oh they this is like oh they're checking my my credit score and they'll have like through like three different you know credit unions and it was it was kind of scary because you don't know i think recently they added features onto the onto the you know the banking apps but i remember there was a time where I, you had to pay to get your credit score. So obviously I didn't know my credit score and it was kind of scary. Oh, is my credit score going to be um, not I, I strong just enough to, you know, lease yeah. a car? And then you have to like yeah. co-sign the, the with first somebody, time, right? Yeah. And then that when puts when I was first signing too. for like an apartment lease or whatever, that's, and so I guess that in college and after college, like that's when I first started knowing that this was an important thing. But uh, I, and I, I just didn't really realize like, how how deep it got, and I still don't really know how it, how they calculate it, and I think that's one of the issues with, like people have, like there, there's a there's like a systematic problem with credit scores right now, right? So just a sorry, just to, just to quickly interject, um, <laughs> sort of like the reason you guys brought me on, I just want to put the this, you know PSA out there. Uh, so building credit from scratch, I think there's three easy steps: is that you either get a student credit card when you're in college. If that doesn't work out, like let's just say you don't, you don't get approved, then your second option would be to go get a uh, secured credit card. So how the secured credit card works is that you put a, your, you have your parents or your friend or maybe yourself if you have a chunk of money. You know they usually start off at like three hundred dollars. You you deposit that, and the bank holds on to that for a year, and your credit limit is three hundred dollars for or whatever you put down. Um, and that's how you build credit or the other option is like, I think, I mean, this probably does come from more privileged side is that your parents give you a card of their own, right? The misconception is that, oh, you're building your, 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 your children's credit when you add them a, as an authorized signer. But when in fact it, 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 it's actually not, they just, it, you're just a authorized signer to use that card. Um, but there is a way to add you as, as a co-signer on the card if, if, if you want to do that, but just make sure that you go through the right sort of hurdles for that because um, the authorized yeah because the authorized signer thing is like um the person who owns who's the main card holder still has to pay so if your kids swipe a lot your, your parents still have to end up paying it yeah and then one one pro tip is to just have your parents tell your banker to limit the credit limit on that card so let's just say your parents have like you know a five thousand dollar limit that they could use on their card but but the card that they give you they can actually say all right i only want my son to have a $300 limit. So um, that way it actually will train you to be more compliant in the future. I mean, we're coming up towards the end of this episode, but like there's so much to unpack of just finances. Obviously, like there's entire YouTube channels, you know, and, have, and books yeah. and everything, but um, podcasts. Um, like we didn't even get, get into like stocks and, you know, taxes and oh my taxes. God. <laughs> like when we learned all about taxes. that stuff, oh man. Maybe we'll have, maybe Eric will be a, a a, a consistent yeah featured guest every time <laughs> a featured all right well yeah. well we'll have to have another part we'll have 
we'll have many parts. Yeah, this, will, this is part one of a series as we're discovering. This is uh, just the intro to money, and then we'll do a, mm -hmm. a taxes, we'll do a um, loans, we'll do a, we'll do a stocks, and oh my gosh. Yeah, thanks so much, Eric, for coming on uh, this episode and, um, you know, getting our feet wet with uh, this topic. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and once again, special thanks to Victoria for joining us today as our plus one from Patreon. Um, thank mm -hmm. you for your continued support, everybody on Patreon. If you're not on Patreon yet, make sure to check it out. All the links are down below. Um, it really helps us through these interesting times. Yeah, already. and you get to join us for lunch break. Uh, so how fun is that? And uh, if you guys have any other topics that you want us to explore, you know, comment down below. Be sure to check out our merch at wonfustore.com. We got some cool merch. I think Benson's wearing one at the moment. I feel like I wore this last yeah. time too. <laughs> he never, he just wears it, sleeps, yeah. eats with it. Don't forget to check out yeah, Mofo be sure, Mofo Cafe be sure to follow in LA. You guys want to ask Eric directly? Eric, Eric's actually doing office hours at Bobo Mofo Cafe. He'll be your he'll be your financial advisor. Yes. <laughs> so thank you guys for for tuning in, and thank you guys for you know listening to our podcast. If you guys didn't know, we have a podcast. See you guys next Thursday. Bye.